it's been a pretty wild time to be alive as a human. My mom had been kind of going down the rabbit hole of crypto a bit. You only have so much time and so much money. You have got to say no to a lot of things. You don't need to own a hundred coins. You're probably going to do very well with a portfolio of like most people want you to give them a fish. They don't want you to teach them how to fish, but you need to teach them how to fish. Hello and welcome to Voice of Crypto, a podcast where we talk about Web3, crypto, metaverse, NFT and everything in between. And today I'm extremely excited to meet one of the OGs of the industry, Lark, who is joining us today. So welcome on the show, Lark. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be talking to you. So Lark, my, my first question which I ask all my guests is, uh, do you remember that accident or that incident which made you come into Web3? Because I'm sure you, when you were a kid, you never dreamed to get into Web3. There was, there was no Web3 at all. So you remember that particular moment? It's been a pretty wild time to be alive as a human. You think back to the 1990s and we had the internet starting, right? And I remember growing up as a kid getting web TV. This was, you know, you had to have, for anybody who doesn't know, you had to get some kind of box and you plugged it into your landline telephone and it came up on your TV with very, very basic stuff. We've come a long way. I could never imagine back then that I would end up working full time as a content creator, making videos that people can just watch just by clicking on a button. Didn't have to download it for an hour. Just, just watch it. It's wild. So that's a pretty crazy industry to work in in of itself, just where we are technologically as a society. That's very exciting. But getting me my journey into Web3, that actually kind of started, I think, mostly with my mom. Now, I had been watching Bitcoin for a while. My mom had been kind of going down the rabbit hole of crypto a bit, and she'd been listening to uh, Jeff Berwick and sort of this more libertarian view stuff of Bitcoin and crypto, and she was getting into it, and she's like, you need to look at Bitcoin again. So we talked about Bitcoin before. I'd talked about it before and kind of was keeping an eye on it, but she's like, you need to get into crypto again. You need to say, look at this. This is really big. And the more I started looking, I was like, yeah, okay, let's get some money in the market. Didn't have much money at the time, but let's get some money in. Let's buy my first piece of Bitcoin. Let's buy a couple altcoins, none of which I hold anymore, but they were fun. Well, they lasted, and I started creating content on a social fi app. It's funny how all the ideas that everybody talks about is like, this is the new hot thing in crypto. We've been doing this in crypto since forever. But anyway, we had a social fi app, which was basically like a Twitter sort of app where you go and post content and people could like your content or share your content. And if they did that, it was all connected to a blockchain and you would actually get points for that. It was a steam blockchain. And so I started posting content there and look, one thing kind of led to another. And I went from posting about my trips in Indonesia or going to Bali or reviewing a vineyard to posting about crypto and Bitcoin. Cause I was learning about that and people were asking questions about that. And I was having fun learning about that. Then I started posting on YouTube and, one thing led to another and I just kept doing it and a lot of learning experiences between the 2017 content and today, but it's been one hell of a journey. Amazing. Amazing. And I think uh, that brings me to my next question is, is you have been creating content in, in Web3 Crypto from 2017. And now we have been seeing a lot of people are interested. They are creating a lot of content. So what, what difference do you see uh, when the content was created in 2017? And what difference do you see now? So what has changed in the whole landscape of content creation? 
I think one of the biggest thing is, and I'm excited about, by the way, is that there's so many new creators out there, so many new good creators, people bringing lots of value, so many different just views and ways of creating content. People are like all in on one blockchain. There's other people who are just airdrop front, whatever. It's very exciting. So I love to see so many new content creators in this space and the, the really the big taking off of short form videos and short form creators. I think that's very exciting, very cool niche that people have really built themselves into. And there's just more. It's a very exciting. Look, back in 2017, we didn't have a lot to talk about. I'll be honest about that because we didn't have a lot of working products back then. Um, the biggest use case for Ethereum in 2017, it wasn't DeFi, it wasn't stable coins, it wasn't gaming, it wasn't any of that crap. It was ICOs. That was where Ethereum got its, uh, cut its teeth in the market was fundraising for new token launches. And the token sales of 2017 and early 2018, that's when we had stuff like Chainlink and MakerDAO and Aave, like some of the biggest names in crypto launched their token sales back then. A lot of crap too, okay? But we had some big names launched back then. And everybody was just talking about ICOs. That was basically the only game in town. You could go and buy Bitcoin and Litecoin and Monero and Dogecoin, whatever. And those things pumped and the price went up and that was all fun and exciting. We all liked doing that. But the big game in terms of doing things on chain, it was all about uh, ICOs back then. Now, we are so spoiled today, technologically, how far we've come since 2017. Back in 2017, the only decentralized exchange was something called Ether Delta, which for anybody who used Ether Delta, you know it was a terrible, terrible, bad, nasty place with terrible user experience, horrible liquidity. But you had to do it sometimes. And then, of course, later on came Uniswap in 2019 and all this stuff. But yeah, it was a wild time back then. It was a a simpler time in crypto. Now it's every day I show up to my timeline and social media. It's like drinking from a fire hose, man. There's so much stuff going on. So this this brings me to my my next question, Lark. As as a content creator, we have a lot of responsibility to our viewers to create quality content. And we are in this industry. If if we don't do something for a week, it it feels like years. So how do you keep yourself updated? And more important than that, how do you keep yourself seen by when you have so much info of information what what are your tips and tricks yeah absolutely so look i create a lot of content and i've been pretty consistently doing it for a long time so it's kind of just continuing to do it's just like a muscle i keep working it out and it, it keeps working for me and that's relatively easy to do for me now at this stage. Um, next bear market, I think I might take like six months off, to be honest, because I just don't need to be here for all the pain and suffering and the collapse of everything. It's not fun. I don't need to hold a raise hand next time. It'll be it'll be fine. You guys will be fine without me. Um, so that's one thing. OK, but in terms of trying to filter out the information, it's really, really hard. And I tend to get a lot of questions. I do live streams. We get questions and people are like, how dare you not talk about this coin? You're gatekeeping this coin. Why are you ignoring this coin? Like, dude, there's like 20,000 cryptocurrencies. Like I have only so many hours in the day. I either know nothing about your cryptocurrency. Maybe I've heard the name. Maybe I know a little bit about it. I've opened up their website or had five minutes reading about something about it at one point. Don't own it, whatever. Can't really have an opinion on it. Up to the point like, I have literally never heard of that coin you're talking about. So how am I gatekeeping something I've never heard about? 
but uh, it's definitely hard. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I would say to any crypto investor getting into the space right now, you need to focus down. It's really tempting to chase every single hot new thing that comes out. I get it. I really do. It's hard, but you have to say no to a lot of stuff. You only have so much time and so much money. You have got to say no to a lot of things. You have to say, okay, I can't own every coin. And let me tell you this. You don't need to own 50 coins. You don't need to own 100 coins. You're probably going to do very well with a portfolio of like 10 coins, maybe 15 coins. And look, I'm full time and I've maybe got about 20 coins right now. Quite a few venture investments. That's uh, its own sort of beast. But you don't need a lot of coins to make it well in crypto. Okay, that's just straight up. And I know the temptation is there. It's intoxicating. Every time you see a video on YouTube, you read a thread about something, you're now convinced that this new coin is going to be the new paradigm of money. It's going to be the one that makes you the most money. But here's the thing. When the market starts going up, everything is going to go up. You don't need to try and be like, oh, is this horse going to be a little faster? That horse is going to be a little faster. Like probably if you've done your research and you put in the work and you find 5, 10, 12 good, really good coins, right? You take the time to research, okay, this has got a lot of solid potential, maybe a nice mix of big cap, mid cap, low cap. You're probably going to do just fine. You don't have to keep chasing every new narrative. You can. You can gamble a little bit on the side, so to speak, and play around with some of these different coins as they come out, but you don't need to put a lot of time and attention there necessarily. That's an interesting advice. I mean, we, we all know people chasing the pumps and then losing money. So so that's that's not. I mean, just stick to what you know and, and stick to the best of the part. Uh, Lark, you have been creating content since 2017. It has been now about eight, nine years uh, almost. Uh, if, you, if you could go back in time, what are your three predictions or three things which which Lark was surprised when it happened and you would have never thought of, of these things happening? That's an interesting one. I mean, ah, you know, it may be BlackRock going for an ETF. That's definitely something that was a bit of a surprise. Mm. Recently in 2022, see, not a lot of people realize this or were paying attention at the time. We were making content on this. We talked about this. But uh, BlackRock actually launched a private fund for Bitcoin back in 2022, a year before they launched their ETF so that their high net worth individual clients could get into Bitcoin when it was $20,000, dollars $18,000 before, of course, they launched their ETF. That happened, by the way, in case you didn't know about that. Uh, but if you'd asked me back in 2017, will BlackRock launch a Bitcoin ETF? I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Maybe not. That's That would be a bit of a surprise. Um, I think it's also perhaps a bit of a surprise. It, it's hard. When you look at the space for long enough, you start to realize how new the technology is and how big it's going to be, right? But um, seeing some of the big players that are getting involved now, uh, the previous haters now really just hopping on board with crypto. A lot of the banks used to be very anti-crypto, for example, now being very pro-crypto. And really just the unstoppability of crypto. You know, when you first get into crypto and you start hearing stuff like, oh, no, China's cracking down on crypto. But it doesn't matter. China is still one of the biggest cryptocurrency markets in the world. They can't stop it. No one can stop it. And when you really start to learn about the technology, you learn that, wow, actually, this is super powerful stuff and the world's most powerful uh, governments are powerless to stop it, which is very, very exciting. Uh, you know, I think what other things you see all the exchange collapses and stuff, but that was all, yeah, that was going to happen. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed it was necessarily going to be FTX. I mean, 
what a bunch of idiots they had a, an infinite money printing machine they were making 20 million dollars a day in fees or something like that all you had to do was keep running your business man mm -hmm. but they had to get greedy unfortunately but exchange hacks happen exchange frauds happen we've seen this happen in the entire history of crypto from out gox the big bitfinex hacks and others beyond that so i guess the longer you're in crypto the more you've just seen all the crap happen and you stop being so surprised by it happening i guess Correct, correct. And, and in terms of, uh, you, you also spoke about uh, that you have seen a lot of new content creators coming into the space. What would be your top two advice to somebody who is just starting as a content creator in Web3 space? Uh, you, you have, and I'm sure you have, as you said, the kind of videos that you made in 2017 is completely different from now. So there's a whole learning curve which has happened. So how they can cut this learning curve short? Yeah, absolutely. Being a new content creator in crypto, you're going to be faced with a lot of challenges. There's no guide to doing this, unfortunately. I wish there had been a guide for doing it when I started, right? I would have not made a lot of the mistakes that I made. Um, look for good business partners. Look for good affiliate partners. It's hard. You know, some of my affiliate partners went bankrupt. That's cool. terrible. It sucks. And everybody gets caught up in the bullshit because of this. And, you, you, you know, it's uh, it's a very difficult thing. Um, try to sell your own products. That's a very nice way to do business in the crypto space have your own newsletter sell your own courses do private consulting something like that it's something you can control something that you have the the final say over you don't have to depend on an affiliate partner changing the terms of the affiliate agreement or going bankrupt or some bullshit like that so that's one thing provide value try to provide as much value as possible and try to do it in your own unique way at the end of the day a lot of people are looking for value content right the the tricky part is most people want you to give them a fish they don't want you to teach them how to fish but you need to teach them how to fish you can give them some fish once in a while but you need to teach them how to fish because if you just give them fish you're going to get in trouble because you can't control what companies do and this is something i've learned the lesson of hard many times and you know i've tried to be very careful with my content nowadays is that you can talk about something and people will hear what they want to hear about it and then they go and make irresponsible decisions and then you know the team whatever wrong right idea wrong time the team just gives up whatever it is they run out of money there's 101 things that can happen to an altcoin that makes it basically fail and you need to manage your risk when it comes to this kind of stuff as a content creator but also as an investor so as an investor manager risk as a content creator really think about think about the retail investors that are coming in right i've got a lot of people that i've been with me for years on this journey and i have people that bought their first cryptocurrency yesterday and you have to realize every video you make is going to be watched by people who've been here for years and just bought their first coins yesterday and are coming to YouTube or Instagram or Twitter or wherever you're making content at looking for more information and looking, of course, for an easy route to get rich because that's why most people come to crypto. So, you know, try to provide as much value as possible. And I guess the final tip would be try to be as transparent as possible, right? And this is something that's be more transparent than you think you need to be transparent right provide as much put a link to your portfolio put a link to your venture investments put a link to your affiliate disclosures all that kind of stuff like i've had situations in the past where i have uh been sloppy with my disclosures right and it comes back to bite you in the butt so you have to be careful okay you have to be very careful with 
your disclosures and make sure that you're doing as much as possible to let the people who are watching your videos know what kind of conflicts of interest you might have and when you're invested in something, right? So that everybody can make their own decisions on knowing that you have, which, you know, and to, to an extent should be a bit obvious, like, hey, I'm talking about this coin because I, I bought it recently and I'm interested in it. I'm talking about it and I own it. But again, you have to always assume that not everybody's going to realize this. Okay. So try to, uh, try to be as transparent with your audience as you can. Okay. You, you also spoke about investments, uh, luck and we, we have seen Bitcoin ETF is, is already done now. Having is in the next few months, hopefully we'll also get a Ethereum ETF. And now, so, so how is the funding environment currently for new projects, new startups? What are some of the key trends, key categories, which, which Lark Davis can say that these would be the, the, the big gamers in the next bull run. What, what are those specific categories which are bullish about? Yeah, look, I mean, right now the funding space is going insane. Rounds are getting oversubbed. It's hard to even get into stuff. There's a lot of money sloshing around the crypto space in the background right now, especially in the private uh, private markets. Mm. Uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff's going to be coming to public markets soon. Of course, there's I know, guys, I know the game's not fair that influencers and the angel investors right all the rich ogs in crypto they get these deals the venture capitalists get the deals like it's blame the way that the company the uh, regulators are taking their approach to the market because a lot of companies are scared to do big public raises mm -hmm. like they used to back in 2017 because it's very problematic for them so they'd rather go the private market route it is what it is. Anyway, there are public sales that do still happen. We still see a few launch pads that are starting to come back to life. Dow Maker, Ape Terminal, uh, paid network, stuff like this. These guys are coming back and starting to get a bit of attention again as we see new token sales coming out. So there is still opportunities for regular retail investors to get into uh, these earlier stage deals. It's just harder. Okay, it's more competitive, but you can still do it if you put the work in. That being said, the biggest narratives... The biggest things I see coming across my desk, uh, I see a lot of BRC20 stuff. So that's Bitcoin tokens. I'm seeing a lot of that come across. I'm seeing a lot of gaming stuff, a lot of very hot gaming stuff. Like, wow. Back when I started making content in 2017 around gaming, it was like Nintendo. Not Nintendo 64, not Nintendo whatever came after that. Nintendo level, like 8-bit graphics kind of stuff. Very, very, very iterations of what gaming could be. Now we have like triple A quality games, like really beautiful stuff built in the Unreal 5 engine, like nice mm -hmm. by really, really well funded teams, by people who have worked in the gaming industry for decades. Like we're seeing all this come out on a regular basis. And there's going to be a very high competition in the crypto gaming space to capture users, capture interest, capture market cap get attention from big investors, all this sort of stuff. So we're seeing a lot of great games that are coming out. I think crypto gaming is going to be absolutely massive in the next few years. So that's somewhere I've been investing a lot. Uh, DeFi hasn't gone away, although the money Legos, it's one of those ideas that when you start looking at it, it's not as accessible for the average investor, right? It takes a little more knowledge on chain and stuff like that. It's not similar to playing a game, getting rewarded an NFT. Mm -hmm. But still a lot of good DeFi stuff going on. And the Layer 2 space, I think that's something that's absolutely taking off right now as well. But look, there's so many narratives. And I think for the first time ever in crypto, I feel like everything's kind of happening at once. Again, I'd like to remind you that nothing that's happening right now is a new or novel idea in crypto. Everything has been done before. Oh, AI coins. Yeah, we've been doing that for a decade. Uh, social 
phi. We've been doing that for a decade, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Okay, it's all been there, but now I think for the first time, decentralized physical infrastructure networks. I was covering those in 2017, but nobody cared back then. But now people care. Now we're seeing real world adoption of this technology, and that's what's very exciting. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of narratives. You can chase any of these narratives you want. If you want to get into the decentralized physical infrastructure network, DPIN space, man, go for it because there's 20 different DPIN projects and doing real stuff in the real world with real companies that didn't happen a decade ago or seven, eight years ago. It's happening now. The, the, this We're reaching this moment in the cryptocurrency markets right now, this tipping point where we're there's no going back. There's never been any going back. Pandora opened the box. Satoshi opened Pandora's box, I, should, I suppose we should say. And ever since that time, it's only got bigger. But we're now at the tipping point where we're starting to see real mainstream adoption coming through with great-looking games, with stablecoin payments, with DPIN stuff, with AI coming on the blockchain. Some of the world's biggest companies are getting into crypto in very serious ways, and it should not be ignored. So you don't have to chase every narrative. You don't have to be on every narrative. Specialize. Specialize on a couple of things. I specialize on a couple of things. I dabble a little bit here and there and some other stuff. If I see something come across my desk. It looks, okay, it looks really interesting. Maybe I'll throw some time and energy and cash into that. But for the most part, I really specialize on blockchains. I like blockchains. I'm, you know, blockchains and layer two networks. I get that. It makes sense to me. Gaming, I get that. It makes sense to me. DeFi, it's something I've been screwing around with for years now. I get that. It makes sense to me. Some other things I might dabble with a little bit, but I don't get into as much. And you don't need to either. You don't need to be in every single category of coins out there, okay? And, and Lag, I mean, now after after the whole Bitcoin ETF, I'm sure the awareness is going to increase about crypto. There'll be a lot of new retailers. And, and you rightly said that the videos which you create is seen also by somebody who is just entering into the market and also somebody... Who has been into the market and and what i have seen in in last two bull runs is people don't make mistakes during bear market they make mistakes during bull market because they feel overconfident they they, they think that whatever they're doing is always going to be right so what what would be a suggestion to somebody new because i'm sure a lot of new people are going to come into this bull market what are things to avoid which 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 you would suggest to them there's a lot of stuff look um one of the biggest things is learn the market cycles. And if you're listening to this conversation now, I've got good news for you because you're relatively early in the cycle. If you're listening to this conversation, it randomly pops up in, at some point in 2025 and you're listening to this, be careful because you're late in the cycle. And the unfortunate reality is that the ma majority of people are going to come in late in the cycle. Majority of people come in basically to be exit liquidity. It's a player versus player environment, guys. It is what it is, okay? If you want to sell at a higher price, it means somebody has to buy at a higher price from you. That's the reality of these markets. And a lot of people will come at the exact wrong time. They'll buy at the exact wrong time. It's just the way it is. Don't be that guy. Be the person who bought early. Now, look, we've entered a period of the initial breakout from a massive accumulation range that basically everything went through, through for 12 to 18 months. Now we're exiting that phase, the early stages. There's gonna be a lot of volatility. Expect regular 30% drawdowns on Bitcoin. Expect 40 to 50% drawdowns on your top altcoins. It's gonna happen. It's brutal. It's nasty. Bull markets are wildly volatile. Okay, so keep that in mind. In I actually did a video on this. I just recorded it today, and the thesis was this: 
once we cross over the previous all-time high, you've got about six to eight months approximately of buying opportunity left. We're still in a good buy zone right now. The Bitcoin halving is about three months away. Once Bitcoin halving happens, maybe six months, maybe eight months. After that, you probably shouldn't buy anything anymore. According to what the charts say, not financial advice, obviously, but according to what charts have said over time, what previous cycles have done, after about six to eight months, we tend to see the very fast markups starting to happen. And you can chase, look, there's opportunities even near the top of the market, okay? There's always some opportunity to make money, but the easy money in crypto is going to be buying between now and approximately the end of the year and then selling in 2025. So I hope all those who are listening to this podcast to take Lark's advice, somebody who has into the space for such a such a long time. And yeah, I mean, uh, thank you, Lark, for coming on on Voice of Crypto. And uh, we, you, you're planning to take a six months break after this bull market. So, so hopefully that 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 happens later. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I gotta get my wife to hold me to it. <laughs> Great, Lark. Thanks a lot for coming on Voice of Crypto and all those listening to this podcast. We'll come back with a new set of guests with new information and new alpha on Web3 Crypto and NFT. Thank you, Lark. Thank you.